Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Daya Nityananda Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Daya Nityananda Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Daya Nityananda Jai Advaita Chandra Daya Gaura Bhakta Vinda Reading from the 
teaching Tanya Charitamrita until Lila chapter 10 entitled Lord Chaitanya Accepts Prasadam. Text 20. Sukuta Kaila Seyame Hai Bikinasha. Sukuta Kaila Sukuta Kaila Seyama Hai Bikinasha. Sukuta Kaila Seyama Hai Bikinasha. Ace Mane Bhavi Prabhura Ulasha. Delight. Delight. 
translation, because of sincere affection, she thought that eating this sukta would cure the Lord's disease. Considering these affectionate thoughts of Damayanti, the Lord was pleased. Next, uh, text 21. Priyena sangracha vipaksha sanidhava Upaitam vaksashi pivarastani Srajam nakachit bijaho jalavilam Vasanti premiguna navastuni A dear lover strung a garland and placed it on the shoulder of his beloved in the present, presence of her co-wives. She has raised she had raised breast and was very beautiful, yet although the garland was tainted with mud, she did not reject it, for its value lay not in material things, but in love. This is a verse from the Kirata Arjuniya by Bhāravi. Um, so yes, um, it is... Uh, Damayanti was going through so much trouble to, to make things really, really nice. And that is love. Love means to, to try and do something especially nice. Um, so, just as the example of this garland, even although the garland itself was not perfect and had some... Uh, that didn't matter at all because the garland, the attempt was there. That is what counts. It is Baba Grahi Janardhan. Baba Grahi Janardhan means that the Supreme Personality of God takes the intention. It is the Baba Grahi. It is the, the mood, the intention that a person has that matters to Krishna. Bhavi Grahi Janardhan. And in this way, he's delivering everyone. It's not so. It's not like here is a standard and here is the bar. And are you up to this standard? And if not, rejected. Next, you can try. Sorry, not good enough. Uh, we have it, written it down in the scriptures, and it make it very clear what the standard is. No, Baba Krishna. Krishna looks at the intention, even when it is not perfect. If the intention is there to to really from make the nicest offering, then Krishna will accept. This is by no means an excuse to uh, start offering substandard things and say, "Well, you know, my intent, I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. <laughs> I'm just misunderstood." You know, uh, no uh, standards are also uh, important because standards are offering us a, uh, a framework and they offer us a handle by which we can pull ourselves up. Uh, it's, that's the whole idea. We uh, take initiation and we are taking vows. And when we take these vows, we're making promises to follow something that doesn't come natural. If you would leave us alone and we would go natural, we wouldn't live on that standard. But then we promise to live on the standard a little <coughs> higher than what comes natural. Of course, not too much higher, then it will be impossible, but a bit higher. 
And sometimes we feel the pinch of living with these vows which make us act on a, on a platform that is higher than we would naturally do. But that's, that's the power of, of taking vows and of initiation. It pushes us to, to raise our standards of life. And there are, of course, many other elements in initiation also, which I will not discuss now. Um, in the case of Damayanti, uh, it wasn't just that her preparations were, uh, were very, very tasty. Um, it's, uh, but they were full of love. Shukta is a preparation made of mixed vegetables. Um, and there's always bitter, uh, a bitter uh, vegetable, either corella or neem. Uh, part of a, of, of, a, of a sukta, and then uh, it's a mixture of a number of vegetables. And it is supposed to, uh, these bitter vegetables are supposed to be very healthy because they cut the bile and the mucus in the system. When we are eating a little heavy, then the body creates a lot of bile, and as a result, the body starts protecting itself by creating a layer of mucus. So in this way, uh, this, this indigestion leads to being burned by the bile, and then mucus will be the after effect. Yes. And there will be mucus in the system, uh, then you get mucus in the intestines, and it stays there in the pockets of the intent of the intestines. This is called the mucosa layer. And then, if it is a little acidic there, then you have a great breeding ground for all kinds of horrible things, including the big sea. <laughs> I have studied up on these things. What to say? So Damayanti was very was was very scientifically astute. She knew, she knew that this music, this not music, <laughs> mucus, that this mucus was not a good thing, and therefore she provided the sukta. And so we can see that the ancient culture of Bengal is is based on Ayurveda, is very scientific. Huh? Eating in Bengal is not just, uh, okay, here are all the preps and I can't wait till they're all on the plate and now, which, which one shall I start with today? Guess what? The cheese subject. <laughs> of course. The hand goes straight for the paneer. No way. No, 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 no. No, not allowed. First, we have to eat the bitter. First, the bitter. Yes, the bitter. But not just the bitter, with a little rice, so that the bitter also will not be too strong. With a little rice. And then we have to eat the spinach. Yes, again, with a little rice. Yes, and after the spinach, then uh, we'll carry on. And we can start eating the vegetables, but not yet the very rich ones, not yet the ones with the sauce and with the paneer. No, no, 
first sort of the, the regular vegetables, right? And then comes, then it is time for the cheese sabji. At that time, the chutneys can be served, and now the pakoras can come in, and the samosas or, or all the opulent stuff can come in. This is this, the middle of the meal. Now it's getting serious. We are, like, ready for it. All right, so at the end of all the rich preps, then we go towards the sweets. And as we are going to the sweets, it's also not just any sweet of your choice. No, it goes from less sweet to more sweet. For example, you have uh, some, uh, some flat rice mixed with yogurt, right? and a little banana or something like that. That comes first because it's a little tok. It is a little sour. And then that is eaten first. Then afterwards, you could go for the misty dye. And, you know, and then like towards the end, in between, you, you could maybe have some gulab jamuns, some kala jamuns, or such like that. And, at the, and then you get the, uh, at the very end, at the very end, the pièce de résistance, you get, you know, a dripping, a dripping rascula, right? Which is like terribly sweet, so sweet that your mouth is almost like wrinkling, like that. Okay, that gives an idea of 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 the system of eating. But it's like in that way uh, the digestion can can happen properly. Still, bodies are bodies, and maybe by the time the cheese sachi hits, it goes, the body goes like overload, overload, alarm, flash, flash. Anyway, we don't care at that stage and just keep on eating. And then, and then this problem, that problem. And, uh, but then there are such suttas that are medicinal. So in this way, uh, Damayanti was like, like cooking tasty, but also as a mother, in a motherly mood, she was taking care of Lord Chaitanya uh, in a mood of love. And he appreciated that very much. The next. Damayanti powdered coriander and anise seeds, cooked them with sugar and made them into sweet mates in the shape of small balls. Shunti Kandanadu Oreama Pitahara Prita Prita Bandi Vastira Kutali Pitara. And she made sweet meat balls with dried ginger to remove mucus caused by too much bile. Uh, again, something healthy, but also tasty. Uh, ginger is uh, sweet ginger, it can be tasty. She put all these preparations separately into small cloth bags. She made a hundred varieties of condiments and pickles. She also made Kolishunti, Kolichudna, Kolikanda, and many other preparations. How many should I name? Um, 
So pickles is not so easy. It's not you just uh, cook a pickle. You know, you take, you make lemon pickle, you take some lemons and you add some spice, a little oil, and, uh, and you have pickle. No, no. Your pickle, you make in a pot. You put the, the lemon in the pot or the mango, whatever it is. And you add some little oil, you add some spices, little salt, this, that, and then it's in a glass jar and you have to put it in the sun. And every day it has to, the, the jar has to be in the sun. And you have to put out your pickle and bring back your pickle and it's a whole, uh, it's a whole thing to make pickles. It's a, it takes, it can take a month of putting your pickles out. You know, pickles are a big thing in India, pickles. Like in France, it is uh, uh, the, the juice from the grapes uh, that is uh, a big thing. Uh, it is. Huh? Uh, and there are uh, experts, not only in France. But in India, it's the pickle. You have pickles that are 12 years old. Oh, yes. 12-year-old mango pickle or 12-year-old lemon pickle. It's like what is in Holland cheese, you know, young cheese. <laughs> different levels of cheese, right? In India, it's like that, different levels of pickle. So that's a whole, uh, a whole experience, chico. Um, so, coli are preparations with berries. Right. So with berries, they, they were dried, they were pounded, they were uh, prepared in various ways. And she made many preparations like that. Narikela is, uh, is a preparation made of, uh, of, of nuts and sugar, like uh, nuts coated in sugar and sometimes you make it into balls like that or sometimes you just serve like that it's very common in india a quick sweet is narakela yeah. I, I mean i they also used to give out narakela in the temple in vrindavan that's that's how i know the the name um so she made many sweetmeats in the shape of balls some were made with powdered coconuts and other looked as white as the water of the Ganges. In this way, she made varieties of long-lasting sugar confections. Uh, yeah, so she made all these things which, which would last for a very long time. She made long-lasting cheese. Many varieties of sweetmeats with milk and cream, and many other very preparations such as Amrita Karpura. So the the culture, um, the culture of cooking for the spring bird, um, um, it was very wonderful that uh, when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in West Bengal. Then we see that Mahaprabhu appears in that Bengali culture. And the Bengali culture has a particular kitchen that goes with it. 
and a particular way of making sweets, making vegetables, making rice, and whatever they make. And the interesting thing is that the culture that existed at the Sri Chaitanya, at the time of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and the whole preparations that were cooked were corresponding with the eternal reality. You see? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he appeared, the time just coincided with the eternal Sweta Dweep, which is half of Golok. Uh, we, we have heard before that Srila Bhaktisiddhanta established on the basis of Brahma Samhita that the spiritual world, the Golok, Vrindavan is divided into two portions. One half is Gokul and the other one is, uh, is Svetadweep, the abode of Lord Chaitanya. And that the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya are eternally going on, just as the pastimes of Krishna are eternally going on. And of course, part of these pastimes is eating. Krishna eats with his coward boys, eating forever. And no problems with it also. One can. And uh, so the list of these preparations is not just, okay, interesting, this Damayanti was a, uh, a good cook. Uh, no, no, Damayanti was not just speculating. Damayanti was cooking traditional preparations. And as such, Damayanti, she was, uh, she was very expert, obviously, at this cooking. And uh, it is very interesting um, because the same, the same preparation exists within the eternal pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. The same is the case with Krishna. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has written this bhajan describing all the various uh, preparations that Krishna takes. Uh, and then he goes Luchi Chini and I remember in the translation there's a description of Puris filled with cream uh, I mean I, I noted that one <laughs> it's sort of uh, double rich double rich it's a double rich preparation ah double rich double rich yes double rich Yes, yes. Ah, Krishna's a young boy. He does. He's not on a diet. <laughs> Krishna, he can, you know, he can do anything. Um, Prabhupada tells the story of these two old gentlemen, and one is in, in Bengal, and one is inviting the other, and then they've cooked a wonderful feast, and the elderly guest is looking at it and saying, oh, oh, you made such wonderful arrangement, it's so, so beautiful. Ah, oh, there is a sukta, oh, there are raskulas, and oh, look at that misty dye, it looks so nice, and he said, oh, everything looks so first class. And then, that's it, he never eats it. <laughs> he only looks at it, appreciates it, and then the two gentlemen are very happy. Oh, you made such a nice offering, such a nice arrangement. And then the servants, they come and they eat it all. <laughs> it's very... Uh, 
I used to hear that story and thought it was a strange story. But now, <laughs> read on. It starts to make sense, that story, doesn't it? <laughs> Double rich. <laughs> now we can relate to it on another level. Hmm. So yes, Krishna can eat in ways that uh, that we cannot. But Damayanti, uh, although she knew very well that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the Supreme Personality of Godhead, nonetheless, she was cooking shukta and ginger balls and this and that all for his digestion. Although, you know, the Lord can digest anything, obviously. Uh, he doesn't have any, any such issues. He's... Uh, he is omnipotent, right? all-powerful, and that includes his stomach. So that is a very positive thing, if you have an all-powerful stomach. I don't have one. What can I say? Um, but she made this, these medicinal preparations for Lord Chaitanya because she was... Funny enough, although she knew he was the Supreme Lord, uh, still she cared for him like a mother. And her <laughs> awe and reverence be, became uh, suspended. And she just treated him like a mother and needed these things, you know, it's good for you. Uh, and that's what they do. Uh, and they are very convinced about it. Sometimes you wonder, how does a mother know all these things? They come, and say, mothers are like, they come, they give you something, and with the holy conviction, you must take this because it's very good for the heart, they know. Mm -hmm. yeah. But they know. Uh, gosh. Uh, brings back memories. Uh, anyway, back to the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sarika Chutti Danyarata Pichidakari Nuttanavastrere Bade Kutele Shababari. She made flat rice from fine, unboiled shalipedi and filled a large bag made of new cloth. So how nice she made that herself, you know, nowadays. Everyone buys it from the shop, and then there's some professional flat rice maker in, in Bengal. You know, yeah, that's a profession. But uh, this is, she was making it herself. She made some of the flat rice into puff rice. Now, flat rice made of puff rice is not the same as puff rice made from regular rice. It is a particular type of puff rice. In Bengal, there's all kinds of puffed rice. It's a big thing, puffed rice. And there's like puffed rice, which is like just round-shaped, like long and round-shaped like regular rice. But then there's a puffed rice, which is like, well, looks a little bit like a tortoise, you know, like that. And that's the, that's, that's the puffed rice made from the flat rice. So it tastes different also. Yeah, it's a whole science. Yeah. Now it's like, from staying in Mayapur, I learned all these things. Uh, so, and that is so nice when we are in Mayapur. 
that this culture of the Chaitanya Charitamrita exists. You know, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, you read about the different kinds of sakhs, Atupta sakh, Helancha sakh, right? And all the different, uh, I said Chaitanya Bhagavad, right? Or Chaitanya Charitamrita, what is it? Chaitanya Bhagavad, it is. And, uh, and, and it is said that uh, one gives you long life and another one gives you love of God. And then you are in Mayapur and there's a feast and there it is on your plate. <laughs> Seconds, please. <laughs> oh, that love of God one, put some more here. And the long life one, uh, forget about that one, but the love of God one, I'll take some more of that one. Yes. So it is wonderful that that this culture is still manifest in the Holy Dhamma. And that we too can eat a sabji made of banana flowers. Uh, like that, it is uh, it, it, it really manifests. The Chaitanya Charitamrita is manifest in the Dhamma and we can see the culture of the spiritual world is there within the Dhamma. Um, not fully, because, you know, there is a layer of Kali Yuga, which is also covering the Dhamma, but the eternal culture of the spiritual world, that spiritual culture, is manifesting in the Dhamma. Um, and therefore, it just goes on and on here. Uh, preparation after preparation. It, I mean, it's not just uh, finished so quickly. Uh, we are on page... We still have four more pages of preparations. Uh, so, what to say? Uh, I will not take you through the whole meal because you might just lose your... First you get appetite, then you get to a point where you start to mentally eat and your appetite is gone by the time it's breakfast. So I'll leave, that, leave it at this in terms of preparations. Um, the essence is this culture, this culture of pleasing the Lord and that there is a way to please the Lord. Uh, and of course we can offer many things to the Supreme Lord, but at the same time um, there are many preparations in this world which are relating to time, place and circumstances. Like one could ask a question, is there a sauerkraut in the spiritual world? Okay. And some, some might say, of course there is. Um, there may be some, something like it, but it's not quite the sauerkraut of the material world. It is like another level. Yes, there may be sour preparations and so on, but it, it will not be exactly the sauerkraut from the material world. Uh, in the same way, uh, pizza, it, it's not that, like, finally in the spiritual world, they all come together and say, like, hey, you know, hey, we are together, this is a perfect excuse uh, to make a pizza. Uh, we could, this is Italian culture, and always looking for an excuse to make a pizza. That's basically Italy. And, uh, and you know, but of course, so 
what exists in the spiritual world, right, makes pizza just look like something you would even never want to look at again. <laughs> that must be something, right? So yes, there are still, although we are reading about the preparations uh, that are cooked by Damayanti and are part of that spiritual culture, still, uh, the reality of the spiritual world by far, by far exceeds even, even what is described here and even our imagination. And uh, so there is something to look forward to, some surprises yet to come. Um, that is the nature of the spiritual reality. It is never uh, that, okay, now we have sort of mapped it out. Right? We've perfectly mapped it out. We have Devi Dham, the material world. We have Hari Dham, including Vaikuntha planets. Uh, and then we go Ayoja, just on the outside of the petals of Golok. Then on the inside of the petals of Golok, we have Mathura and Dwarka. And then we go to the core, and there is Kokul and... Uh, and actually half is sweeter deep and there's that eternal culture and uh, and now we even know what they uh, what they eat and we already uh, we already got descriptions how they dress and this and that you know and Prabhupada saw the devotees and dotis so he said they just just like Vaikuntha man right uh, so we know all these things we, we know how they know sort of what they eat, how they dress, uh, how they decorate themselves, we got descriptions of the spiritual bodies, we got even more descriptions, we even have descriptions of desire trees with jewels under the roots, we have descriptions of bushes with jewel jewels. Be careful, don't hurt yourself. In the spiritual world, nobody hurts himself. So, that's also interesting. So, um, we hear amazing things about the spiritual world. We hear that even Kaliya came back and we heard, yes, in the spiritual world, there he was, Kaliya. Yes, he came back. And But this time Krishna put reins to all his noses and then held, holding those reins, they were, the coward boys all got onto Kaliya. Um, and they were, because Kaliya is a carrier of Krishna, and they were racing up, up and down the Yamuna. That's interesting how Garuda is the carrier of the Lord. And then there's a, a big competition between Kaliya and, uh, and Garuda, and then Krishna dances on the hoots of Kaliya, and then, Krishna, and then Kaliya gets purified by Krishna's lotus feet as Krishna's dancing. And then Kaliya has also been promoted to a carrier of the Lord, just like Arudana. So in the spiritual world, Kaliya is a, car a carrier, and they use him like that. So the spiritual world is full of variegatedness and excitement, and it's not at all boring. And uh, and some Someone asks you the Prabhupada, is there snow? And Prabhupada says, yes, there is, but it's not cold. <laughs> so, so, what shall we say about the spiritual world? Is that uh, although 
the scriptures give us enough insight to whet our appetite, there's still, can you hear me, Guru Padma? Should I speak louder? Yeah. Should I speak louder? Yeah. I can. He's sitting like this. <laughs> Two hands on his ears. Um, so, in this way, we can appreciate that the scriptures give us glimpses of the spiritual world to, to ignite in us a desire, a desire to go back to Godhead. It is very interesting that Srila Prabhupada emphasized going back to Godhead, whereas if we look as the ultimate goal, whereas if we look in scripture, generally the ultimate goal is described as Premapumarta Mahan. The ultimate goal of human life is to attain Krishna Prem. And Prabhupada emphasizes back to Godhead and always back to Godhead because we first have to desire, have to develop a desire to go back to Godhead. Um, because at this stage, yeah, like, like, okay, give the example. One, one person once told me and said that I don't know if I want to go to the spiritual world. I don't know anybody there. <laughs> so, in other words, our desire has not really developed as yet. Therefore, let us think about going back to Godhead and awakening the desire in us to go back to Godhead. And then, gradually, uh, then, then later, down, later down the road, when we actually have a desire to go back to Godhead. Yes, then we can start thinking about Krishna praying. You know? uh, most, for most of us, Krishna praying is just too... Uh, too high, too high. You get some I, some impression about it, but we can never really understand. Uh, we can never really understand at this stage, because one has to feel it, experience it to fully understand it. All right, I I open up the floor for questions now. Yes. You, this, you, you explained how the preparations that have been mentioned are part of the spiritual culture. Uh, some, sometimes devotees express their uh, boredom or distaste for applying that in our uh, offerings, you know, like everyday rice and dal and sabji, and they, they would like some European variety. Yeah, some sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is, it, is it not more pleasing to Krishna to, to, op to offer these preparations? These preparations. Like rice, sweet rice? Yes, 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 yes. And when we cook for the deities, right, it is nice if we cook traditional preparations. And if you actually learn this culture of cooking these preparations, proper preparations, that is very nice. Um, we have, uh, but then again, you know, the other preparations, if they're vegetarian, they are also offerable. So the preparations that are part of the culture of the world are also offerable. And Krishna also accepts with love and so on, and the people are getting very much purified 
uh, in taking some Krishna conscious sauerkraut uh, or some Krishna conscious pizza or whatever, you know, <clears throat> or some pulled mid cars. <laughs> you know, I mean, what can we say, right? Uh, yes, that's fine. But um, uh, it is nice for the deity if we can cook the traditional preparations and if we can learn. Because when we're serving the deity, then we're serving Krishna in his world. See, Krishna is on the altar, and that is, the, he's in the spiritual world. He's in his world. And so, we are trying to offer him service suitable to his world. Just to look at Lord Chaitanya. They're dressed for the spiritual world. He's not dressed uh, for the material world. He's not dressed as a sannyasi. Yeah, he's, he's dressed for the, in, in the opulence of the, of the spiritual world. And, yes... So, on the altar, that mood is there. So, therefore, we learn to cook proper, you know, puris with cream. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I have an additional question about that. Why is there a difference? In, to my understanding, there's no difference between the deity and the picture. Like, when people say we offer it to the deity, but the food that is offered in the so-called devotees and also offered Yes, yes. Yes, but then, because we're part of, there's no difference between the picture and the deity, that's very true, but because this is Lord Chaitanya's movement. This is the movement of picking up the conditioned souls somehow or other, and are they conditioned? And in my last lecture, I got into that a bit, right? And are we conditioned? My God, you know, after... All these years, it's, it's just still there, right? How to get rid of it? But somehow or other, I said, we hold on to the straw of the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Remember in the previous lecture, I was talking about that. That's, that's it. And everywhere else, all this conditioning is, is heavy. And, you know, what can I say? I still like Protekas. I love it. It's not good for me, but I'm Dutch, you know. And what can I say? I love protein gas. I've given it up. But in my mind, I still think about gas. <laughs> I can't stop it. Right? So, now at this age, I've given it up because it helps, not because of Krishna consciousness. <laughs> because it helps. Yes. And, and, and uh, otherwise, when you're Dutch, you sometimes have to have some cars. And when you are from Croatia, you know, I don't know what it is, but there must be something that your grandmother used to make and that you sometimes, oh, you want to taste. And if it's vegetarian, yes, yes. Because in Lord Chaitanya's movement, we take the things, Nirbandha Krishna Sambandha Yukta Vairaki Uchite. But in the spiritual world, it's not that when, when I'm about to go back to God and I go, oh, wait a minute, and I quickly put some cheese in my bag. <laughs> That's not required. Then the cheese will stay behind, and whatever is there is better than cheese. 
Now listen to this. Better than it should You're always complaining about? Rice and dal, whenever I come to the kitchen. Rice and dal. Like, so, oh God, again, rice and dal. <laughs> yeah. But then there's this story in the Prophet Lila Rita and how it was a Sunday feast and then Prophet was personally serving out and then uh, he was asking for seconds and if the devotees wanted seconds and Satsuru didn't want to sound lusty. So he said like, you know, Prabhupada said, anything else? And then Satsuru didn't want to say, I want more of the sweets. So he said, I want some more of the rice. But the rice, the rice was puspana rice. And it was just loaded up with cheese balls and cashews and so many things. That, bah, that rice was really, really good. So there is rice and rice, if you know that. <laughs> One has to rise to the occasion. <laughs> mm. All right. Anyone? Okay, yes. Uh, you just mentioned the dress deeds for the spring funeral. At the same time, we see them wearing shawls now, which kind of addresses the population here. Yes. You see that there's a lot more so. Yes. Yes, that is also there, you know, because we're also treating Krishna as a person who is now in, in also in our world. So we're also looking after him like that. We give him uh, warm clothes in the winter and cool clothes in the summer. And uh, in Radharaman, because the deity is very small, uh, he, has his, uh, he has a separate prasadam room. And they carry the deity off the altar and take him to his prasadam room. And in the winter, in the morning, in the cold winter morning, he gets hot kitchery. Ah, that hits the spot. Right? So, yes, that element is there. Still, uh, the, uh, the dress on the altar is, is, is representing the opulence of the spiritual world. The altar is representing Vrindavan. But then, so that we learn to serve in a personal way, we are also uh, considering uh, Krishna is here with us as a person, we must treat him as a person, and therefore he has the needs that every person has. And it cannot be that in the winter we all have nice warm clothes and Krishna is standing there on the altar mm -hmm. uh, like this. And uh, yes, and we, uh, we hear of uh, Lord Jagannath catching a cold, right? And we also, and then, uh, so in, there's a story in Mayapur that like the Pujari was thinking, well, this is, is like a symbolic thing, you know what I mean? We are saying that Lord Jagannath caught a cold because we have to repaint the deity and so on, right? So this is, and we, but, and, and then we offer some, some uh, medicinal uh, preparations for to recover. But then, uh, one, one night, he heard behind in the evening, he heard the deities behind the closed door uh, shattering, the, the, the sound of shattering teeth. 
when you had a real fever. Goes like that. Right. So, Jagannath uh, was making these noises that he had a real fever. And the Pujari weavers, he's really sick. I can't. I better make some medicine for him. So, the Lord goes along with it. So, he also may get really cold if we are not offering him some nice warm things. Yeah. And in Vindavan, yes, they offer socks to the deities, chalice to the deities, and even the pictures of the Acharyas are like, get like a little sleeve that are half covered in wool. So, the spirit of personally taking care. The same in Damayanti. She's dealing with the Supreme Lord, but she gives him medicine for his indigestion. Interesting. Anybody else? Again? I read in the Charitamrita that the difference between Prashadam and Mahaprashadam is that Mahaprashadam is that what a devotee has taken, and Prashadam is what is offered to the Supreme Lord. So, how is it that we. Generally, the understanding is that Mahaprasadam is that which has been offered directly to the Supreme Lord. And then generally, it is understood that what the devotees take is not just Mahaprasadam, but is Maha Mahaprasadam. And, and then whatever is, is cooked in a big pot and didn't make it onto the altar, uh, but only a little of that portion went onto the altar. That becomes Prasad. That is how Srila Prabhupada taught us. So we should not try to, <clears throat> when sometimes they are saying things a little different in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we are reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita through Srila Prabhupada. Like, for example, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Lord Chaitanya is described as Prabhu sometimes. But we don't say Prabhu. We will always say Mahaprabhu. And if, if, you, if any devotee says Prabhu for Lord Chaitanya, we will not accept it. It's, no, no. You cannot say this. But Krishna Daskaviraj is saying it. He can say it. But Prabhupada taught us to say Mahaprabhu. So we go through the Chaitanya chart and read it through Srila Prabhupada. And he established it. Mahaprasadam, what was on the plate of the deity, Prasadam, which was in the, in the the rest of the preparation still in the pot, and then if that prasadam has been tasted by the uh, by the Vaishnava, the maha prasadam tasted by the Vaishnava is maha. And we want some of that. All right. So I thank you all very much. I'll take you. Jai, 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 J